You know, friends, people love truth and detest lying. We want to know the truth of a matter. Jesus said we can know the truth, and the truth will make us free. Let's spend time today studying and applying the Word of Truth. That's coming up on the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the promised land. Well, thank you to our Jay Webb for his kind introductions. You'll hear Jay throughout our broadcast with our free Bible study materials, and a number of things to help you in your study. We appreciate Jay's good work and his help. Greetings to all of you that have tuned in for our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, we've been on the air or online somewhere through the years. We are delighted that you are part of another broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. We hope that our time with you today will be profitable and helpful in your study of the Word of God. We begin with 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15 as our lesson text. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. The Word of Truth. The Scriptures. There is no doubt the Scriptures, the Holy Bible should be man's authority in all matters of religion. It is our godly guide for our lives. After all, consider the text before and after 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. In verse 14, Paul said, Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words, to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Don't strive for those words that will hurt, but rather the words that will help. Be diligent to present ourselves approved to God. How about verse 16? But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. Dear friends, there is no doubt that the word of truth must be rightly divided, that we must give diligence or study. Now, what's interesting is the King James Version renders give diligence as study. When we look at study, the word means to hasten to do a thing, to exert oneself, to endeavor, or to give diligence. So, we find that the word study is not a bad word, and translations are accurate whether they say give diligence or study because it brings forth a commitment of what we do to study or gain knowledge, and that what we study and gain knowledge thereof is applied and used. How about this? Let's try this. You know, giving diligence requires searching. Did not Jesus say in John 5:39 to search the Scriptures, for in them ye think you have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me? So when we search the Scriptures, we see they testify of the Lord Jesus Christ. They declare this is the truth. How about those in Berea? 
The Bible says in Acts 17, 10, and 11 that they were more noble or fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, and here's why. They received the word with readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. Dear friends, we would encourage you with our studies from International Gospel Hour, search the Scriptures. See what we say if it is accurate or not. Giving diligence requires teaching. Now, that word means to exert oneself, to hasten to do a thing, to convey or turn around and put the labor out there of the labor that you put into it. Did not Jesus charge us, mainly his apostles, but the application is to the Christian in Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen and 20, to go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world or the age. In First Peter 3.15, Peter exhorted the Christian that they should study to show themselves, rather that's our text of Second Timothy 2, but First Peter 3 and verse 15 that they are to be able or ready to give an answer to every man that would ask them a reason of the hope that is in them with meekness and fear. You see, giving diligence requires searching and teaching. Third, it requires understanding. Now, you and I, when we study the Scriptures and we search, we need to understand what we are searching. In Nehemiah 8 and verse 8, they were charged with understanding what was read before them. In Acts 8 and verse 30, when Philip asked the eunuch, Do you understand what you are reading? The eunuch said, Well, how can I except some man should guide me? We need to understand as we search the Scriptures, and we can understand. God did not give us a word that we cannot understand, something that is so far-fetched or so high that we cannot grasp. We can understand God's Word. Giving diligence requires searching, teaching, understanding, and it requires a desire. The hunger and the thirsting after righteousness, Matthew 5 and verse 6. The desire to understand, to seek, Colossians 1 and verse 9. And giving diligence requires yielding to the things that are studied. We see that example from Mark chapter 4 and verse 8 in responding to the Word and yielding our lives to Christ. Now, folks, giving diligence requires searching, teaching, understanding, desire, and yielding. Now, let's take the first letter of each one of those words. S-T-U-D-Y. When we give diligence to present ourselves approved to God, we need to know from His Word how we can do that. Because we are to be workers. Now, the idea of the worker or a workman is one who labors or toils, expresses strength and toil. It means to put in effort. It has been said one time, it was said once, shall I say, that someone told a preacher, a well-known preacher, who had a deep knowledge of the Word, I would give my life to know half of what you know. And he looked at them and said, that's exactly what it took, my life, the dedication, the study. That phrase, rightly dividing from Second Timothy 2.15, means able to cut straight, to measure it just right. 
I remember from my classes at shop when I was in junior high, as we would now call middle school. Yes, listeners, I have aged myself there. But I remember that our teacher, Mr. Jefferies, never will forget him, he'd say, never cut out your line. Cut beside your line. Keep your measurement straight. Rightly dividing means you keep the measurement straight. You rightly divide the Word of God. You don't cut it up into parts that you prefer. You rightly divide the Word of Truth because you are a worker, a workman for God, who is to be giving himself diligent for approval. Oh, what an awesome text of 2 Timothy 2.15. Great way to begin our program. Because the Word of Truth deserves our attention and our respect And its application to our lives is of eternal consequence, friends. So today, we wish to consider two lessons in one broadcast. But our focus is on the Word of Truth. Before we begin with our first segment, in light of our broadcast today, here is a special free gift from your friends here at International Gospel Hour. Good folks. Please allow us to send a special free booklet called Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. This is a study that clears away a lot of the confusion in the religious world and allows us to see that the Bible is always right. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Bible Tract. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Bible Tract in the message box. Now, back to our study. Dear friends, again, the International Gospel Hour is under the oversight of the West Fayetteville, Tennessee Church of Christ, P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee 37334. We love to hear from our listeners, and thank you for tuning in to the International Gospel Hour. As we talk about the Word of Truth, let's consider Ephesians 6, verses 11 through 14, that says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Now, let's think about this. In verse 14, the Bible says, Stand, therefore. Now, he's writing there to the Christian, to the one wearing the whole armor of God. Now, that's a wonderful parallel with our 2 Timothy 2.15 passage about speaking in diligence as a workman and rightly dividing or cutting it straight. All of these are words and descriptions that will keep one standing. You're diligent in what you are doing. You are a workman. You are involved. You're cutting it straight with the focus on the Word of God and what is important Stand, therefore. You see, this idea of standing is a verb, which means a word of action. Take a stand. With the word of truth, we don't back down. We press ahead and onward, standing firmly on the word of God. 
over and over in Ephesians 6, verses 11 and 13 and 14, stand over and over. Stand or be prepared for battle. Stand in the battle that is before us with the armor of God. That's the entire teaching of Ephesians 6. Let's supplement that with 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 13. To stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. Be strong. Stand fast in the faith. Galatians 5 and verse 1. Stand fast or stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. We stand with the full armor of God. Let's look at one part of that armor and look at verse 14 of Ephesians 6. Consider having girded your waist with truth. We are to equip ourselves. The American Standard Version of 1901 says, perfecting ourselves. Well, let's think about the words of 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, where the Bible says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now that idea of word complete means also perfected. We're able to perfect ourselves or to mature ourselves with the truth. So we wrap ourselves with truth, if you will. Our loins are girded about with truth. Our waist girded with truth. We wrap ourselves with truth. Truth that will make us free, John eight thirty two through thirty four. The truth of which we obey that saves us, First Peter one verse twenty two. For the soldier in Bible times, the belt kept everything together. It kept all the tools needed for battle, and it tied the armor and all of the wear and apparel together. We're taught in 1 Peter 1.13 to gird up the loins of our mind. Well, we do that with the truth of which we are girded about. You know, when you see that phrase, gird up your loins, and sometimes we say before we're going to do something, let's gird up our loins and get going. As the long flowing robe or the attire of the soldier would be there, they would bring up and they would tuck it in so they could press onward in the battle. They were able to do so because they were girded about their waist with truth or that belt of truth. Dear friends, we cannot press onward in life unless we prepare ourselves with truth. Our lives must be built upon the truth, the Word of God. After all, it begins with hearing and understanding it, does it not? As we're taught in John six forty four and 45, and Matthew 15 and verse 10, to hear and understand. What about Romans ten seventeen that teaches us, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we take the word of God that we may hear and understand, so that we may believe. Again, Romans ten seventeen. Even Jesus taught us that except we believe that He is, we would die in our sins, John eight twenty four. We need to believe in Christ, and without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him, Hebrews eleven six. From our belief that's based upon the Word of God and its teaching, then we accept and obey the command of repentance. When someone desires to change their lives, we repent. Jesus commanded it in Luke thirteen three and 5. 
Peter preached it in Acts 2 and verse 38. Repentance is more than just being sorrowful. Repentance is where godly sorrow will bring us to repentance, to change our direction of life. We are so sorrowful and weighed down with sin that we repent and we turn unto God and say, Change my life. And then the confession of our faith, as Jesus commanded in Matthew 10:32 and 33. As the eunuch made that wonderful statement in Acts 8, 37, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. How beautiful. And then, friends, one is baptized into Christ for our sins to be forgiven, Acts 2 and verse 38, to wash them away, Acts 22:16, and then we are added to the church we read of in the New Testament, Acts 2 and verse 47. And then, friends, we are preparing ourselves for the battle of the world as noted in Ephesians 6. Dear friends, let us be obedient to the Word of God, the Word of truth, and make certain that our lives are wrapped in truth as we press onward and upward. Friends, I want to pause here, as this is our first of our two-part broadcast today. I want to pause here, and I want us to build on the idea of truth and believing the Bible. Got a very special offer through our friends of the House to House School of Evangelism and our friend Rob Whitaker. But for right now, here is our friend Jay Webb to let you know how you can access this free online study. Where did we come from? What is your purpose in life? How you answer these fundamental questions is greatly affected by whether you believe in God believe the Bible is true, and believe Jesus to be divine. Our friend Rob Whitaker has a free online video study titled Believe the Bible, and it is an awesome study. Please allow us to send you the link, and you can check it out for yourself. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988, and leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988, and please leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, email, and type Believe the Bible in the message blank. We will send the link to you. And now, let's get back to the Bible. Now, for our second study, dear friends, please consider John 5, 21 through 24. Now, as you turn to John 5, 21 through 24, if you're following along in your Bible, again, we want to encourage you to try the free online study from our friends, uh, from our friend Rob Whitaker, and we hope that study will be of help to you. And if you'd like more information on that, please write us, P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. It could be that an online opportunity does not present itself. Maybe a personal study would help you or a phone call from one of the local churches of Christ in your community. So please reach out to us and we'll help you either way or the best that we can. John 5, 21 through 24 says, For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, Even so, the Son gives life to whom He will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. 
He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life, and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Now, friends, a little highlight. Verse 21, the Son gives life to whom he will. But in verse 23, that all should honor the Son. And verse 24, he that hears my word and believes in me, who has sent, or believes in him who has sent me, has everlasting life. Do you think God's word is important to understand how we should honor the Son and how he gives life? Let's think about some phrases here. The words everlasting life. Has is in the possessive form. That means the quality of life, not the quantity. When, tw- when one truly believes in God and responds to God in His Word, he will embrace everlasting life. Now, let's build on this. Believing in Him, that reflects the response to God and the obedience to God. Let us ask this question in our study. Is belief alone or faith alone sufficient to save? Well, friends, think about this. James 2 and verse 19 says, The demons believe and tremble. Well, we cannot affirm they are saved, for they are not. Yes, they believe, but they're not responding to God with their faith. Listen to John 12:42 and 43. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Friends, we cannot affirm of their obedient faith, can we? They did believe, but they failed to confess Christ. Well, friends, we understand that confessing Christ and confessing our faith is important in our salvation. The word of truth that will grant us that everlasting life will do so when we believe it, And when we believe, we must obey and not be as the demons or those of the Pharisees. You see, when we believe in in Christ, we believe because we hear the Word of God, Romans 10, 17, as we noted moments ago. And from believing based upon the Word of God, we accept and obey the command of repentance. That's part of the Word. It teaches us in Luke 13, 3 and 5, Nay, I tell you, except ye repent... You shall all likewise perish. And every soul in the New Testament that obeyed the gospel of Christ repented. They also confessed, as the eunuch did in Acts 8, 37, and the command of Jesus in Matthew 10, 32, and 33. Nobody received salvation unless they confessed their faith. That's something the demons do not do, nor the Pharisees in John 12. Baptism into Christ for our sins to be forgiven. Friends, when we look at every example of conversion in the New Testament, they were baptized into Christ. They wanted their sins to be forgiven, Acts 2 and verse 38. Sins to be washed away, Acts 22, 16. And based upon one's faith, when one is baptized, they are saved, the words of Jesus in Mark 16 and verse 16. Dear friends, one is then added to the church, the pre-denominational body of Christ, In the New Testament, they were not added to a denomination of their choice. They were added to the church of Christ, 
choice. Acts 2.47 The church that he promised to build, Matthew 16.18 The church which he purchased with his own blood, Acts 20.28 And to God be the glory. John 8.32 says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Dear friends, do we know and understand the truth? In our broadcast today, we have offered unto you a very special free booklet called Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. And that material is available unto you. Call our toll-free number at 855-IGH-6988. That's 855-444-6988. We'll be glad to send that booklet to you. It's free. Also, our online video Bible study called Believe the Bible. You can call us toll-free, 855-444-6988, or send us an email at info at internationalgospelhour.com. We'll be glad to help you with that. And now we want to pause. Our J-Web has a few closing words, and I'll come back and wrap up our program today. Why not follow the International Gospel Hour on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and others. Please type International Gospel Hour into the search engine, and you can like and follow our pages to keep up with the latest news and efforts of our labors. We would be honored to have you follow us on social media. And now, back to Jeff. Dear friends, what a refreshing time of study today on this, the International Gospel Hour weekly broadcast. We are grateful to have you join us each and every opportunity. Whether you join us by over-the-air radio or whatever you do to access our program, we appreciate it. We hope that you'll reach out for our free booklet, Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right, the free online study of Believe the Bible. Follow us on social media. Friends, everything we supply from International Gospel Hour is always free. We do not ask for your money. We ask for your interest in the things that be of God. Please let us hear from you, whether a call or if you'd like to write us. That's International Gospel Hour, P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. God's Word is the ultimate authority. It is the Word of Truth, and it will make us free. Let's keep on keeping on in a study of God's Word to obey it and to apply it. And we'll continue these studies together another time. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour radio broadcast. I am Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory. And we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.